Hey y'all, welcome to the Real Tea on Real Housewives podcast. Hosted by me, Fetty Young. I'm interested in exploring the role of being a traditional wife, aka trad wife, but I have no idea how to make that happen, let alone be successful at it. A trad wife is a traditional wife or housewife who embraces a more traditional structure in their marriage. The husband is the majority provider while the wife is the caretaker of the home and the children. I'm in my late 20s, I work as a data analyst, and the majority of the people in my community look down on the idea of me being a traditional wife. So it's been tough to find a mentor that can talk to about this. Hence, I created this podcast to share my journey as I reach out to different people who have been successful. I feel there has to be others like me who are interested in exploring traditional marriage but simply lack the connections needed to learn what it truly takes to enter and sustain a successful traditional marriage. Wish me luck on this journey. Anything is possible, right? Part 3 You you had a big family. Did you come from a big family? No, I have an older sibling and a younger sibling. Did you got did you know that you wanted to have a big family? No, as far as a plan. We planned for three and we got two bonus kids. <clears throat> you know, my youngest daughter, she used to say, Well, that her and her younger brother, we were accidents. I said, weren't accidents, because if you're not if you're not doing things to prevent, you know, pregnancy, you know, <clears throat> it happens, you know. <laughs> you know, it's, it, it was it was all in God's plan, but you know, bonus babies. So we planned for for the three, and then like I said, you know, got two bonus babies. Wouldn't have it. I never saw myself as far as like you know, being like when I was a, a, a young girl. I I didn't see myself getting married, having a family. I would have, if you would have rolled back forty years ago, you know, fifty years ago, and said, you know, you know, you're gonna be married for a long time and have a bunch of kids, you know, I would have never seen this for myself, but I guess maybe that's one of the beautiful things about life is being open to adventures. Like when we left the Pacific Northwest for the East coast, my mother was like, how do you know you're going to like it? And I said, my mind is open, you know, Mm. my mind is open to, you know, whatever else is out there. And so we lived in a few places. So yeah, never saw myself having a big family. I have an auntie that has my aunt and uncle in Anchorage have six kids and I have an aunt and uncle. They raised eight children, a blended family. So there are some big families in my family, but it's just those, and and a matter of fact, I have another aunt that lived in Anchorage that had five kids, three sons and two daughters. Yeah. So. But none of that influenced me, you know, not like, yeah, I want to have a big family, you know, no, that was, that was never the plan. God had different plans. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So when you became a stay at home mom, do you feel like you socialize less than you did before? And are any of your friends stay at home moms? I would say that there were definitely periods of time where I did socialize less we went to church a lot and that was definitely a social outlet. And I was able to meet, you know, some women, my, some women, my age. And I would say probably for the most part, I ran into very few stay at home moms. 
and I never got any, I never got any negativity from the women that I met in the church and even like in my neighborhood. I never got any negativity. Most, I, sadly, I would say most of the negativity that I did get were from family members. But outside of that, um, people were, I didn't get negativity aside from, you know, the comments about it not being a real job, you know, aside from, you know, stuff like that. But I would say that I didn't run into very many um, women that were friends of mine or acquaintances that were stay-at-home moms. Why do you think that is, especially being in the church, you know, like I... You know, I see that too. A lot of more single moms at church than um, two-parent households at church. Yeah, there are there are a lot of single-parent families out there. I probably saw more single-parent families, whether it was a single mom or a single dad, coming up. And I would say the older I got, the less families that I saw that were as my sister says, a new, you know, nucleus family where there was mom and dad, you know, including those that were blended families where there were two parents in the home. I really don't know why I've seen so few stay-at-home moms. I don't know if it's an economic thing based upon the economic status that I've had and the people that I've rubbed elbows with. You know, maybe it's something that's more common in a higher tax bracket than mine, possibly, but. I really don't know why I saw very, you know, so few. Like I said, maybe maybe it's an economic thing, perhaps. Okay. Yeah, I'm trying to think for me why I haven't seen. Yeah, at least for me, once I post this interview, you'll hear it in my introduction. I'm I'm a data analyst, so people around me are like, "You need to be a boss girl." What do you mean? Like, you want to be a stay-at-home mom? Like, don't do that. Be a boss, babe, and get to the top of the ladder with your data analytics. I'm like, eh, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> so with that, as we know, there are people out there who don't support women being stay-at-home moms. There were a handful of statements that came up repeatedly as I was researching and preparing for the interview. I'm going to read out some of these statements and I would like to just ask that you share what are your thoughts on the statement and what do you believe to be true regarding. So something that I see often, being a stay-at-home mom is an easy job and it's a lower level job. Being a stay-at-home mom is definitely not an easy job. You have little kids, you know, and, you know, they can be all over the place. They're, they're, they are bundles of energy as, you know, whether they're six months old, you know, one year, two years, and just go on up, you know, up that, up the ladder. They have, they have, they have so many needs and being able to be available to fill those needs is, it's a beautiful thing. And, you know, for all the parents out there that aren't able to stay home with their parent, I'm sure that there are also special challenges, you know, in raising what we would call a latchkey kid, you know, they, they get home from school, you know, they're home by themselves until, you know, till you know, their parent gets home. Just like, you know, I was raised in a lot of, you know, my cousins were raised the same way. But there are, it's, it's not easy. It's, it's not um, entertaining them, teaching them, um, 
you know, life lessons or just, you know, what, whether it's their letters, shapes, colors, and also being able to expose them to things outside the home, you know, museum, we would go to the science museum in Portland quite frequently, you know, we've always loved science and knowing what to do from day to day, you know, planning out your day, planning out your week and planning out different field trips and activities, as well as the duties at home, you know, if it's, if it's you know, if it's stay at home mom, if, if it's her duty, you know, to do dinner, you know, doing laundry. Like I said, fortunately, my husband was very involved, you know, as far as, you know, laundry, cooking dinner, you know, he did all that, you know, and even if, um, as things transitioned, you know, to where, I do most of the cooking, you know, and, you know, chores are kind of split up, you know, between, you know, different household members, but there's so much to do. It's not like you don't have time to just sit and watch your, I don't know if soap operas are a thing anymore, you know. I, um, yeah. I think it's reality TV now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, daytime TV, there, there's a lot to do and it's, it's, a, it's not a low level job because I remember running across something many years ago. And there was someone that helped stay-at-home moms transition into, into the workplace. And this person's job was to take all of the skills that you learned being at home. And there are so many, so many, many skills that you learn being home with your children that you can use to transition. You know, I couldn't list them all for you, you know, but, you know, you know, there are a lot of things that you run across that you have to do from day to day, you know, budgeting, you know, accounting. When my three older children were younger, I wanted them to do a play, you know, so they picked out a movie that, that they liked and I had them draw, so they each drew a picture and we chose one of the pictures and we had, and it was just like an eight by 10 picture of something, something that they drew from the movie. And then we had to, I bought a huge piece of cardboard, like really big and gridded it off and they had to take that little picture and draw it big. And then they had to paint it. And that was like the backdrop for the play and they, they wrote the lines from the play. And their younger sibling, who might've been about three or four, he was able to help, you know, with the play and they they have their costumes and they, you know, they put this, this little play on. They had lots of fun doing that, you know, thinking of things like that to do, you know, you wear a lot of hats, you wear a lot of hats and you learn a lot about yourself and, the pleasure to be able to be home with your kids, you know. So it's it's definitely not it's definitely not low level, you know. It's not. I run into people like I couldn't do it. I need to send my kids off for school. It's like spring vacation. It's like I can't wait for it to end so they can go back to school and get out of my hair. You know, you run into that and I get that, you know, I, I get that where you know you need to break it like summertime is like okay, you know, no more routine of school, you know, so, you know, you got to fill it in with something else. So it's definitely not low level. <laughs> and sorry, just a quick side question. How did you plan your meals every week? Our oldest daughter was a picky eater, I would say. And I think you, I felt like I had to kind of I wanted them, you know, to be healthy. I'm not like, I'm not serving them things that I'm not going to eat, <laughs> you know? So trying to, I would say, look for things that are 
you know, to try to get a balanced meal, things that, you know, things that are healthy as far as the things that were available for lunch and for dinner. And, you know, I love the snack. You know, I love a good after dinner treat. You know, we still do it. So I eventually, like for many years, we would just shop whenever we run out of food. You know, he, my husband did quite a lot of the shopping. He used to go shopping like in the middle of the night because we had a 24-hour store when we lived in, in Vancouver, Washington. And I think it was when we lived in Decatur when I decided to shop by the week, you know, which is what I do now because, like, I hate going grocery shopping. You know, I always have. I prefer to do it once a week, and I find that to be more tolerable, you know, so I grocery shop on Mondays. And I think I would, if I, I would, if I could turn back the hands of time, I would have done that a lot earlier. Is you know, shop by, you know, shop once a week and maybe, you know, pick up something midweek if I needed, you know, something that I needed to have, you know, fresh. So planning ahead is definitely a, it's big brain because he told me that for years. You should, you know, do it once a week. It, it's also, it just saves on the mental stress, you know. Oh, I got to go to the store and get this, you know, or I don't know what, what I'm going to plan. So planning ahead definitely takes a lot of the pressure off. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Stay-at-home moms are, well, it kind of, it relates a little bit to the first statement, but stay-at-home moms are lazy people who don't want to work and have a lot of free time. Um, when our oldest daughter was probably about seven months old, we were driving down to, from Seattle to Portland. And we would always try to leave when it was time for her to go to sleep. Well, this particular night, she woke up, you know, probably within like 30 minutes of the trip starting. It was like a three hour drive. And she said, want to get out? Want to get out? Want to get out? This is what you did for the whole rest of the, of the trip, you know? So, like, we're talking full sentences at, like, 19, 11, 12 months old. And we often like to joke that she hasn't stopped talking. <laughs> but if you haven't been around little kids, you'd be surprised at how time-consuming they can. These little people that, like, 20, 30, 40 pounds don't know a whole lot, but they have, they're very, they're very curious. They're quick you know, going to the store with them, I would always say, if I, if I can't see you, I want to hear you. Cause you know, they would dart off. They knew to, you know, keep within a, a certain circumference of where I was at, but they're curious. They're very intelligent. They, they want to touch everything. They want to learn about everything. There's no time to be lazy and sit around, you know, doing nothing because with little children, you don't want to just stick them in front of the TV from sun up to sundown. You want to spend time with them because they're sponges and you're going to want to teach them. You're going to want to spend time with them, reading them a book, you know, having them draw you a picture because they're, they're lots of fun. You know, they're lots of fun. You know, even as they get older, you know, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, there's a lot to do. So there is no time. I mean, even if someone is, even if someone is by nature, you know, kind of laid back and lazy that doesn't mean that they don't work hard every single day being a parent, you know? So the, you know, the, oh, you know, you're just lazy. You just want to sit home and doing nothing. 
there's no time to, to do nothing when you have, you know, when you have kids at home. There's really not. <laughs> All right. Next statement here. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to combine two of these statements. Stay at home moms are risking their financial futures and stay at home moms are putting themselves in danger by depending on a man. I would say, I would say both of those questions could be, the answer to those could be true. Um, because having um, a one income household puts a lot of pressure on the husband if he's the one, you know, as I say, bringing home the bacon. You are risking your financial future, in my opinion. Of course, budgeting is always in order, regardless of if, if he brings home plenty of money. I think budgeting is, I think that's something that people should always do, you know, it's the budget, you know, you don't, I don't just go and snatch the most expensive thing off the shelf. Even if I could afford it, I want to be frugal with my money. My mother always was. My aunties always were, you know, always looking for a bargain, shopping at thrift stores. My mother, she loves clothes, you know, she's always been a sharp dresser and she didn't buy things retail price. She never did, you know, she looked for sales. She had it she had on, on a calendar, you know, if something came out on the floor that was new, she knew uh, which week she could go by and get it for a discount. She was always a very frugal, shabby, savvy shopper. So you do have to really keep that in mind. And of course, there are lots of ways that people can, you know, expand, you know, th their budget, maybe, you know, doing something on the side. We were fortunate to be able to, to get by and, you know, sometimes, you know, to say that things were tight, you know, there were times it's like, you know, we might call up his parents, you know, can we come have dinner with y'all? Cause you know, maybe we didn't have anything, you know, for a few days, you know, in, in between blessings as my cousin would say. So that is something that you do have to really think about. And it is a sacrifice. It is definitely a sacrifice. And I think the sacrifice works both ways, whether you're a stay-at-home mom, that's a sacrifice to stay home with your children. If you want to give up your career, if you want to, if you want to put your career on hold, um, and then as well as for the parents that work outside the home, that is also a sacrifice because, you know, maybe, maybe he makes enough money to pay all the bills. Maybe she just really just, you know, wants to you know, be a boss and further her career, whether it's a full-time job or part-time job, that is also a sacrifice for time that they won't be able to spend with their children. So like I said, the sacrifice works both ways, but it, it, you definitely have to be aware of the financial sacrifice that it will cost having a single income. All right, great answer, wow. Stay-at-home moms often lose themselves I'm going to have to say thumbs down to that one. I have never been able to relate to lose yourself. Maybe someone could explain it to me, but I never felt like, I never felt like I didn't know who I was. I never felt like I was so engulfed in my children that I didn't know who I was. I always felt like I always knew who Melanie was, taking out time for myself, you know, talking to, you know, my my sister on the phone or, you know, my cousins, you know spending time with, you know, some of my lady friends at church and, you know, doing things by myself. There were times where, you know, I might go, because I remember I spent, I would go over to Cousin Gail's church a lot by myself, you know, get in the car one night, you know, maybe someone was preaching there, maybe there was a concert going on. There were times when, you know, 
I, there were a lot of times where I did things, you know, by myself, you know, and it doesn't take me to do something by myself to find myself, you know, I know, I just never felt like I lost myself. There were always, I, I just felt like I always knew who I was, knew who I wanted to be, and I was doing what I wanted to do. And I think that, I think that's really important. If you're a stay-at-home mom, make sure that it's something that you really want to do, that that's how you see yourself as a stay-at-home mom, as well as spending time doing things that you want to do. You know, I spend time doing things that Melanie would want to do. Yes, it's always a sacrifice being a parent, whether you work outside the home or not. But I definitely would say that, you know, losing yourself is just, no, because, you know, a lot of things in life require sacrifice, require selflessness, and anybody that feels like they've lost their self, I think that probably can happen depending upon no matter what walk of life you're in. But I didn't find that to be an issue with me that I lost myself. You know, I, you know, there was, I was doing what I wanted to do. I didn't, I, I didn't feel like I was, for, I wasn't forced to do it. I enjoyed it. I loved it. I loved every minute of it. I thank God that I was able to do it. And I don't know who I was and what I wanted to do. So I find, no, I don't, I don't find that I lost myself. Not that other people, maybe, maybe not that other stay-at-home moms, you know, maybe didn't feel, maybe felt that maybe they felt like it was too much. Yes. You know, it's stressful. I breastfed them, you know, takes a lot of time, you know, doing that, you know, in homeschooling and, all the things that I did, like I said, when I look back on it, it just, I feel like I must have been a chicken with my head cut off. But stay focused on what your task is and don't be afraid to focus on yourself. All right. Amen to that. This concludes part three. All right, y'all. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Real Tea on Real Housewives podcast. Thank you for allowing me Fetty to be your host today. I am really interested in connecting and growing this community. So go ahead and follow the podcast socials at It's Officially Fetty on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. This episode is available on multiple streaming services, including Spotify, YouTube, and Apple Podcasts. Remember to like, subscribe, and share. See y'all next week.